0: Every single dad or mom I know has made mistakes. It's part of the journey, but there's a big difference between making a mistake every now and then or living in a dysfunctional pattern of behavior. And today, we're going to discuss how to break free from what some would call a toxic paradigm as a parent. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta. He's Vice President of Parenting here at Focus on the Family. And um, Danny, as we kick off here today, what are some of the most... um, I guess, common or the more prevalent, unhealthy patterns you see in families as you counsel with parents and kids?
1: Well, there, there are so many different types of ways that we can get off track as families. And one of them is the avoidance of conflict. Uh, silent treatments are uh, taken on, right? So, so a person is wronged and then they pretend as though nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a repair taking place, and so, things are accumulating. Another one is just being too busy to be with one another and to even address things that are happening, shifts in the home. And sometimes it's uh, a, a big one is the family's pursuing happiness over growth. They're mm. pursuing, hey, I want you to just to be happy. I want you. I'm getting you this. I'm getting you that, and I'm doing this to make you happy.
0: Get with the program, right? And
1: so the, <laughs> those are those are three of yeah. many that are the main ones that I see families falling into at this point. And actually some parents have said, I'm just too tired to deal with things when I get home. And that adds up over time at night and over the weekends. You're too tired and Mm -hmm. behaviors get worse and worse. And then you explode. And then that affects your relationship. There's more division. And then you're too tired to deal with that behavior that's gotten worse. And so you disconnect even further and you're reactive. And that disconnects you even further. It just builds on itself. And at some point, you need to have a new starting point. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that. A a reset is so vital in some relationships that are so dysfunctional. Um, Related, let's go ahead and hear a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with author and dad and parenting coach Mike Berry, who suggested some great ways uh, for you to kind of get a different perspective on your parenting journey. So let's get to
2: the four... Uh, different parenting types that are unhealthy. Let's yeah. describe each one. So in the book, I talk about uh, four, We I call them parenting approaches. Um, you have the dreamer, uh, the BFF, the best friend forever. I think that's what the kids say. Parenting type. Uh, yeah, parenting type. <laughs> it's, in, um, it's
0: indicative that you
2: have to say, I think that's what the kids I, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anymore. Yeah, it, and it changes. It may yeah. have Give changed. Give a little description yes. of the dreamer. What, sure. What's yeah. the adjectives that go with the dreamer parent? So the dreamer parent is the parent who uh, kind of latches on to this idea that this child is going to be amazing. We're going to have this amazing relationship. Uh, they're going to rise and call me blessed every morning. See, I think that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah it, it, it sounds must be great. A There's <laughs> nothing wrong yeah. with that, right? Sounds great. Yeah, it's okay. And yeah. actually, I even say in the book, it's okay. There's portions of this that are okay, but the dreamer parent is, I equate them to Lorelai Gilmore and Rory Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. You know, and most people have seen that where it's this idealistic relationship, you know, these this mother and this daughter have this best friend relationship. And even when they fight, they work it all out in a couple of episodes. And, and it's just this idealistic view. Like we're going to have this witty banner, no matter what stage they're in, they're going to move into preteen. They're going to love me teenage. We're going to be best friends forever. Right. And then very closely related to that, you have the BFF approach. And I equate that to buddy, the elf from elf, you know, buddy, the elf never wants to, uh, he always wants to please people. He likes smiling. Smiling's his favorite. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't want to disappoint anybody. So he takes on this BFF approach. And this would be the parent who they consider themselves their child's best friend. Right. You know? So the child may be making all of these bad mistakes, and the mom or the dad is saying, hey, it's cool, as long as you do it in the house, you know, or or something like that, or as long as I'm the one that purchases, you know, things like that. They're the best friend. Like, we don't want to disappoint you. And then you move to more of the negative. Well, they're all for negative, but this is where you get into the darker approach, the commander and the instructor. The commander, I relate to uh, General Patton, it's control. You know, it's behavior modification, behavior uh, control. It's the my way or the highway. Um, Rules, rules, rules. You're not participating in this. You're not able to do that. You can't be friends with him. You can't be friends with her. It's iron fist ruling. Then you have the instructor who is uh, much like Mr. Strickland. I use, obviously you guys can see that I'm a movie movie (laughs) buff. All throughout the book, I use movie quotes. Uh, Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future, you know, the principal, everything is a lesson. So your child may have gone four for five on the softball diamond. And instead of celebrating the four hits that she had, you spend the drive home telling her how she could have gone five for five and honing in on that one mistake. Mm. Everything's a life lesson. Everything's a lesson, mm. even if the child isn't asking to be taught. What was your relationship like with your dad? My relationship with my dad was very interesting. Uh, my dad uh, had a, a gift of being able to take current curse words and create new cuss words that nobody ever knew had heard wow. before <laughs> it was a gift right <laughs> so i heard a lot of things growing up but he was very um very angry um we spent my sister and i spent a, a lot of time especially in our older years when we would late elementary years pre-teen high school uh, hiding and and here's what i mean by that he would work from five o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night. I mean, he was a, a phone lineman um, for the phone company. And so um, our, my relationship with him would look like this. We would be playing, we would be creative, we would be building things most of the time with his tools and things that he yeah. did not want us using or leaving out in the yard. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there would be this moment where we would look at the clock and it was four o'clock and we were, we were like, oh no, dad's gonna be home. Dad's getting off in an hour. That means he's gonna be home in an hour and a half. Then we'd get to five o'clock. It's like Dad's gonna. We'd stare at the clock. Dad's gonna get off work. Hmm. Then five thirty would roll around, and if Dad didn't pull in the driveway, we'd start to find relief. And then if it got to be five forty-five, six o'clock, we're like, "Okay, he's gone to the bar with friends for the evening. We won't see him until after bed. He won't be home till after bedtime." And there was relief for us Hmm. because we knew that there would be an all-out verbal attack on us as children, um, for our creativity or our exploration or our adventure as children, or, or maybe just because it was a bad day. And so that was really the definition of my relationship with him, probably from age seven, eight, all the way until the night I left for college. Hmm. Actually, um, the night I left for college was a major blow up and I left basically in tears. Wow. Do, were you ever able to reconcile that? At we were. Um that's the beauty of this story. You know, we talk about family and you talk you said earlier about the perfection, you know, we get in this idea, this trap of thinking it has to be perfect. My family story is messy. And yet today I could leave this studio right now, call my dad and we'd have a a great conversation, mm. you know, and he would tell me he loves me yeah. before we get off the phone. So there was reconciliation. Um it took several years. I went all the way through college, and it was still up and down, rocky. But years after that into my adult life, uh, there was reconciliation, and now we have a, a friendship. And I love my dad. Um, my dad loves me, and he'll lets me. he say he loves me before I say that to him. Mm. And so I think that is the hope as well as the reality.
0: That's you what know? we hope for as parents. That, 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 yeah. that is, yeah. Even with our imperfections. Yeah. You know, it was so encouraging to hear Mike sharing that Despite a serious argument um, and something that obviously had festered for a long time, he and his dad were able to reconcile uh, through that uh, difference, and it took years to reach that place. Um, let me just say at this point, I had that kind of a circumstance uh, where my dad and I had quite an argument, and mm. I left not sure I'd ever go back and see them, my parents. Wow. Um, but we've both worked on it, and we're in a good spot now. And in fact, I'm seeing my parents this week, and I'm really glad for the opportunity. Um, Investing into a broken relationship can often yield some unexpected results. And Danny, I'd love for you to Mm. just talk about that process and the patience and the payoff, if you will.
1: Yeah, Jesus began the ministry of reconciliation to the depth that it's required. That's where you truly see whether or not you're a loving person. Hmm. When a person has hurt you, when a person is most unlovable, that's when they need your love the most, and that's when you get to practice it. That's where you take it to the, the next level. It's about renewing, restoring, reconciling. It's those breathes, right? Um, and you're bringing life back into a relationship. I, was, I did a study on what it means to forgive, and we've talked about this as well, that it's forgive. You're giving a gift. Forgive and that Mm. allows you to be present, which means a gift as well. And forgiveness comes from the word pardon, which means to release, to absolve, to overlook, to pardon, to bury the hatchet. That was interesting to look at that. There's to give up the desire or power to punish someone else, it's to give completely without reservation. Think about that. Have I done that or have I not? Trust takes building. But it needs a starting point. And forgiveness is that starting point for trust to rebuild. And as you said, it takes a long time, it takes patience, and also it needs a starting point. And that's when you say, I am going to forgive
0: you. And that all just leads me back to where I was thinking uh, as we finished that clip with Mike Berry. be the person that starts the process. Yes. If, assume the other person isn't going to or doesn't know or is unwilling to to step toward you. So you'll be the first person to do that.
1: When it's so hard to do so, your emotions, you can picture it as a river, and you're building kind of a dam yeah. on that river to stop that flow of emotion that you feel so strong against that person. You have to decide, I'm going to build something here because I'm choosing to do so. And as you
0: choose that, your emotions eventually catch up to your decision. Yeah, and the payoff is you might be able to have a great relationship with that person, as Mike did, and as, uh, thank you, Lord, as I can uh, today with my folks. Well, if some of these dysfunctional patterns uh, are hitting home for you, or this topic of reconciliation feels like, oh, I want it, but I can't, we're here to help. Uh, Focus on the Family has a great team of caring Christian counselors. Uh, they'll set up a free phone consultation for you, a callback time, and they'll talk with you for 20, 25 minutes. They'll give you some next steps. They'll offer some resources. They can even connect you with somebody locally so you can have ongoing conversations uh, to kind of press on through these difficulties, and, and get to that point of reconciliation. Um, also, Mike Berry has written a wonderful book called Winning the Heart of Your Child. Uh, you've heard his wisdom the past couple of episodes, and we have copies of that book here at the ministry. Uh, we are listener-supported, and so if you can, please make a monthly pledge or one-time gift— of any amount to further the work of Focus on the Family. We've got podcasts. Danny's team has a super rich variety of resources um, on the Parenting tab there at our main page. We've got so many great resources and helps for you. Uh, Help us help others by donating. And when you contribute to the work here, we'll send uh, the book by Mike Berry, Winning the Heart of Your Child. All the details are going to be in the episode notes. We'll have some encouragement for overwhelmed moms from Heidi St. John next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.